You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Well, here we are, folks. We did it again. No, we didn't do it again. Well, yeah, we did do it again. of what is right. Find out more. Hang on. Ah, did there we? Go. Yeah, we did. Well, it's because you and I were in my office chatting, and time just got away, and we had some dead air. No, we didn't have any dead air. We just had a dead body uh, talking when they shouldn't have been talking. But oh, gee. hey, you know what is the old saying? Something hits a fan, or, or uh, well, it's Happy Saturday. And it take happens. The plug out of the jug. Yep. Well, we should have been in the jug, and then we wouldn't have cared. Oh, well, uh, it's a Saturday, and uh, we're glad to be alive and glad to be here and glad to be talking cars. And yep. we, I, I want to thank everybody. Uh, it is incredible. One of the services that we use is a, a thing called Stitchers, and it's, a, it's an app that you can download. And they have – I don't want you to listen to the other 26,000 shows, just the ones that are on America's Web Radio, but it's amazing um, – our downloads from uh, on uh, iTunes and on Stitchers for uh, for the classic car show is uh, they're incredible, and so I I appreciate all the folks that tune in and uh, put up with uh, our baloney. And one guy many months ago emailed us that he really thought I should shut up, and uh, you know I was not hesitant in writing him back and saying, "Well, I own the place; I can do whatever the hell I wanted to." <laughs> But I don't really, I don't take that, you know, I don't do that. You know me well enough, I don't do that. Well, the that. salary you pay Steve and me. I know. We have to let you talk. Hey, listen, it. you all get the same thing that I do. So, <laughs> no, actually, uh, I, I, I lose. Hey, you, 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 all lose. Just, you all just sort of break even, and I, I just go down the, the dumper. But, uh, hey, you're supposed to have fun, and uh, at my age, this is about it for oh, fun. You know I'm in trouble, huh? You're a youngster to me. Um, right. That's true. Yeah, and our boy's not here, the real cream kid. He's got some family uh, matters he needs to take care of. That uh, wasn't the way he described it. but uh, Yeah, and he unfortunately, because of that, missed uh, attending the uh, judge's oh, meeting at uh, Hershey last week. Oh, he didn't go? No. He uh, had, I thought you uh, said that he had gone. and, and He left, and then he got partway there and came back. He ah. got home about 11 o'clock last Friday night. He, he'd be summoned, huh? Yeah, well. Um, anyway. Well, we hope he's feeling better, too, because he's had he's Yeah, had a, they've been fighting that cold or whatever it is that's been floating around. But he's he's got that fancy hair, new haircut, and he looks good. So. Oh, you keep telling me. I, I'm beginning to worry about you, Jim. You keep talking about uh, Steve's hair and his new haircut. Well, we and, all talked about him and, in the uh, And uh, your, your wrist, I noticed, has been... Sort of weak lately, and no, it hasn't. I, I, uh, no, it's, it's <laughs> anyway, which leads me into saying something else. Romeo's is Tuesday mornings here in Atlanta at Marietta Diner, and there's usually 100 to 125 guys there. And as Steve has found a decibel meter and taken it there, the noise is so loud it's over 100 dB. <laughs> um, last week. They had Toys for Tots collection and uh, had a tremendous turnout. And this week the guys will uh, pass the hat or pass the bag and we'll give all the uh, waitresses and support staff there a little donation from all of us. You know, back in my day, in the summertime, we used to have something very similar. 
uh, and, and we'd celebrate it either on a beach or on the Chattahoochee. It was toys for, and I can't say the other word, because, but uh, <laughs> oh boy, you can go. sort of put it together. Yeah, and, uh, the, speaking of that, the hooch is really high today. I, I came down through. And I bet there weren't a whole lot of fools uh, going down the hooch. None of the the rafters, huh? None of the crew or rafters or even anybody with a skull. Even the ducks weren't out this morning. Well, figure. You know, I got to say, and and I don't like dating shows like this, but um, I I happened to look at radar before I came in, and, you know, we, we just had a ton of rain in 2013, so... I just knew without a shadow of a doubt that we had broken, that this had been the wettest year ever. Because, yeah. I mean, it's rain. Like, yes. it stopped for, what, two days, and oh, we I just had nine days of straight yeah. rain? My neighbor was going to call the water department because his lawn's too soggy. <laughs> he thought he had a pipe broken. So, uh, anyway, I go online, and uh, we've had 58 point something inches of rain. And I, I would venture to say we might push pretty close to 60 inches of rain for uh, 2013 and so i you know i'm sitting there i knew it i knew it because i just glanced up and there's 40 inches and 50 and then i hit uh 2009 69 inches of rain in 2009 i, remember we had that much. I didn't either but i mean they got it by the month and you know and, and uh, i didn't they so my my balloon was busted. Yeah, and the Northeast is having record snowfall today. You know, now, that's funny because I say it's funny. It's not funny. But uh, I used to, growing up, you know, and, and watching TV and the massive snows that they'd have. And it seemed to me like over the past few years, old Al was saying, I told you so. Because uh, they haven't had the now big you snow. Just but spoiled my morning. <laughs> him up. Oh. Well, he's one of your favorites. Yeah. Uh, he and I, uh, and uh, I understand that you're real close with Pelosi too. So uh, and Feinstein and Boxer and you know, uh, you're killing me. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into this. His show. name is Weber. He lives at uh, if you if you're a friend of Pelosi's, contact Jim. Yeah, that's all I need. Um, <laughs> we were talking a whole bunch of stuff, and I'm going to go back to it again because we're talking about how to get young people involved. Couple weeks ago, I went to Romeo's here, and I know there's Romeo's all over, and there's caffeine and octanes, and there's cars and coffee, and there's donuts in Huntington Beach is probably the original one. But guys, we're of an age now that a lot of us have grandchildren, or most of us take your grandchildren to the car show once Amen. in a while. Amen. Take them, show them. Um, when I was growing up, there. Were, I mean, <laughs> the cars we talk about as classic cars today were new cars <laughs> after the war. And the ones before the war, those were just antiques that people couldn't afford to buy a new car. They were old cars. Yeah. But uh, I remember we went to air shows when I was a kid, which got me interested in airplanes. So car shows today, I think, might you know attract young kids, get them interested in the, in the hobby, and... One of the guys I know brought his college son to Romeo's one morning. Well, Nate. Yeah. Nate. Now, uh, the kid's probably 18, 19 years old. But, 
and and this guy's got a TR3 and a, and a Vitting Thunderbird. I don't know if it's as early as as Brenda's, but uh, nice young man. You know, I tell you, I, I, now I, you were talking about your dad taking you to air shows. I in my time, um, we had uh, you know the father son dinners at church. And, uh, you know, there's not a kid alive that isn't proud of his father, Yeah, you know, in, in many ways, or we hope. Uh, we hope. And and uh, it, it just as I love taking my boys to do stuff, and, I, and it's funny because as I was laying in bed this morning, I, I got to talk to, to Robert in uh, Skype last night for quite some time, and uh, I was thinking about the things that we, he and I used to do together, more so than, than my older son, but... Uh, you know, he was into the uh, remote control model airplanes and into rockets. And, I mean, we were all, every Saturday that was clear, we were headed to some place to blow a rocket up, or, or he was. But, I, you know, and just as uh, it was more me than he, because I, I and people, there are a few that are out there listening that would know the situation, but... I would lean back against the table and watch him do his remote control plane, and uh, there wasn't a prouder father out there. In fact, he was the youngest one doing it. Uh, everybody else was, most of the people out there running their remote control planes were were adults. But here I had my 10-year-old out there doing it, right. and he loved it, and he was good at it, and and uh, never lost the plane, as did some of the adults. And, uh, uh, you know, and people would, well, aren't you proud? Well, hell yeah, I'm proud of them. What do you think, you know? They're, uh, I, so I know it, it's as good for the son as it is for the parent oh, and yeah. vice versa. The, I, I know two guys now in their 70s that still fly, you know, the yeah. radio control stuff. Well, I, I mean, I started to say, though, that when my dad would take me someplace, or Saturday mornings, that was... He had the quote-unquote breakfast club, and he and, and a few of his guys would meet, and, and I'd get to go with him to breakfast and then to the lumberyard and, and played at the lumberyard until, you know, after lunch. we Or at lunch, we headed to the hamburger joint and then to go get, and I know you don't know this term, but it was called a haircut. We'd get our Sunday. Every week we got a haircut and got our shoes shined. That was our Saturday routine. It's called a barbershop, Jim. And, uh, folks, uh, David's uh, may go off the air shortly. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, I uh, I can relate. Anyhow, <laughs> here we go talking about cars and getting confused. Um, dog dish hubcaps and baby moons. Remember those? Remember the little baby moons? I hubcaps? couldn't wait. I had an Impala, and um, no, no, I'm sorry. This was before the Impala. This was just a, I had a 55 Chevy wagon, as a matter of fact, for my 54 Chevy wagon, my first car. And uh, now people would kill for the, that car. Back sure. then, it was like sort of, I turned it into one of the first. I put a mattress in the back and said, oh. if I'm going to have a wagon, oh, I'm, but anyway, so... But uh, it absolutely that's you know that was uh, the first car, and I couldn't wait to get those old clunker looking Chevy 
uh, hubcaps off of it and uh, put a set of baby moons on. Well, and paint and painted the rims black because yes. they were they were not they were Jet baby blue. Yeah, I, at the time I did yes. That was what was in. Sure. Oh, I know. Uh, but I, but you always remember what we call the dog dish hubcap, which was a stock hubcap on the car. The wheel rims were always painted body color. Yeah. And either the school teacher bought the car or the Catholic priest bought the car, and his was always black. <laughs> or, you know, somebody that was very frugal because it was always the base model. In a Chevy, it was a, a, a 150. Bel Air or whatever. Well, Bel Air was the top of the line. It was 150, 210 in Bel Air back then, before the Impala. Yeah. I'm talking the year you had your, your car. Yeah. And then uh, the 210 Delray had a fancy interior, and Ford Delray. had a custom and a, and, a, and, a, and a Fairlane and a Fairlane 500. But dog dish hubcaps are back. Are they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, those cars were always lightweight. And then it got to a point like with the GTOs in 64 and 5, the guys that had the stripper GTOs because they wanted – the minimum amount of weight, and uh, speaking of waiting, are, are we going to do a break? We'll We're going to do a break. We'll be back right after this. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com Anytime you like. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we do thank you for listening and making this a number one radio show on uh, Stitchers and uh, certainly number one radio show at America's Web Radio. We have fun doing it. If you don't like it, don't tune in. Oh, gee. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And if this you is... don't like it, tell us what you want to hear. Yeah. That's the best thing to do because... And wake your wife up and piss her off. <laughs> Make her listen. Oh, we, we have been, uh, we have been yeah. dawned with that uh, once, we, uh, once we get the criminals in D.C. locked up, their punishment will be listening to America's Web Radio 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> so. yeah, we can pipe it in. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we ought to pipe it into the House and Senate now. Okay, uh, so, we're, so we're talking about 60 or 54 Chevy. Well, 55 if it was a V8. No, I had a 54. I had a 54 265. Absolutely. And then from the two. Huh? No. 
Yeah, I had a 54, and and uh, because the 55, they changed the taillights. I had the, and then they put also the taillight in the 60, in the 55 was where you, it was the gas tank. Yeah. On the left-hand side was, and you twisted the, yeah. but mine just had the regular deal. But I did have, on that 54 Chevy wagon, as I mentioned to you, we, we flew to Dallas to pick it up for some reason. First time I'd ever flown. And uh, and we flew an old uh, DC three tail dragger from from Lubbock to Dallas, and um, uh, we got the car and we drove back to to Lubbock. No air conditioner, uh, and it was warm coming back. But it did have the fancy radio. Only uh, you know back then it was only AM. Amen. End of story. Period. Uh, but it did have push buttons and you'd pull them out to and push the them in and, and yeah. set the station and of course now guys that collect those cars there's a guy i believe in pennsylvania i think steve knows him and he makes it a digital radio but everything on the front looks right but it doesn't have the, the tubes anymore and, and and the amplifier and stuff in it. and i was by the way very very lucky in that, uh, if you recall, it didn't have a padded dashboard. And for that car, it had been my dad's salesman's car, and I don't know how many guys had had it and driven it. It had never been wrecked, but I will say it probably sat out in the weather 99% of the time. And I couldn't tell, I, I can't remember how many old car you know 54 55 chevys that didn't have the padded dashboard but the dashboard would start rusting and mine was in just absolutely perfect condition no rust no nothing did did you wax the car the exterior yeah certainly okay simonize certainly you know no i as a matter of fact my dad in his lumber yard, he was a DuPont paint distributor. Wow. But he also had all the DuPont uh, auto stuff. Yeah. And so I would, we would, I would, uh, and this, this was one of my summer jobs. I would have put you out of business, by the way. You would have been no competition. Anyhow, um, I would take a car, and I don't even, uh, the, the paint back then was, was a, no. No, well, there was two. There was lacquer and enamel. It was enamel, yeah. you know. I don't think they really got into lacquer until the late 50s, early 60s. Anyway, neither here nor there. But the summers, it was my my parents' cars, my grandparents' cars, neighbors' cars, compound the suckers with that very – and then the compound in, came in aught. Yeah, yeah. And double yeah. That was fine and, and very fine and all that so yeah. first thing was you'd compound it go back over it make sure you got all of the compound off wash it again then the waxing and it was not put on and peel off waxing it was Rub elbow off. grease Rub off. Right. Yep. and then usually if you were a little hard to deal with they'd say Go out and wax the car. <laughs> I just did it a week ago. Wax it again. <laughs> I never, I never, had, and I got paid. I'd get like paid like you know twelve dollars yeah, a car or something uh, like that. Rain, uh, the water would just be. Oh yeah, 
And I, you know, and I was so short, and well, I was small. I still am, but um, you know, I'd have to climb up on the on the hood to to do the hood. Oh, you know, oh, oh, and I didn't want to know about that. Uh, I didn't dent them. Okay. Uh, you know. Every now and again, I'd hear a little popping sound, but yeah, I, I never did it. Yeah, that's uh, But oh, you know, that was in. I I bet you could drive the country over and couldn't find a kid waxing a car today. Not, I mean, you know, in the summertime. Uh uh-uh. But that was uh, mowing grass and waxing cars. Delivering newspapers. Yeah, I did that too. Yeah. In the snow. Yeah. And that we had the the vice president of the newspaper was on my route. Oh, and he had to have it at a certain time. Oh, yeah, and on his poach. His sidewalk would not do. His poach was the only place you could put his newspaper. I get my newspaper in the middle of my yard, and I think that's where I'm going to put the guy's Christmas gift because the guy across the street gets his in the middle of his driveway. I don't take... I can't read. Oh, well, anyway... Going back to dog dish hubcaps and, and, and <laughs> little baby moons and stuff like that, there seems to be a little trend back to those now. And, of course, and I remember the Studebakers, the Scotsman. That was the, the well, you know why it was called the Scotsman. It was the least expensive car you could buy, and the hubcaps were painted, David. They weren't even chrome. I remember that, yeah, yeah. yeah. But what you know when the when the uh, you know they went from the baby moons and they had the full moons that I thought were ugly as yeah. dog well, you remember the and and and, and that's what I started to say you know what replaced all that was uh, then they came out with spinners the one of the first that I remember was on the Impalas uh, having the spinners Olds was the first one was it the yeah, Olds yeah, was yeah they okay. had, that was the first that was the one that kind of started the whole thing I always I really always had an affinity for. For Oldsmobiles, my my uncle, my dad's brother. That's all he would drive the the '98. Yeah. And it seemed like every time I'd get in his car, it smelled like a new car. Basically, because most of the time I got in his car, it was, it was a new a car. car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I, I just there seems to be a trend back to that, and uh, I got the uh, new Hemmings classic car, and what that's what triggered it is there's a Chevelle 300 on the cover. And it's got dog dish hubcaps. And I go down, and there's a guy with a 57 Ford that, that shows up at, at Did any manufacturer actually, I don't recall, any manufacturer actually coming out and putting on baby moons? Um, Porsche. That, that one, okay. American car. Oh, American car. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, not that I can think of. Yeah, every I mean, all of my friends, we all had baby moons. And, uh, you know, you almost wanted to find a, figure out a way to have locked baby moons because sometimes they would come up missing. But, uh, Did you get yours at J.C. Whitney or, or Warshawski or your local hot rod shop? No, I got, I got mine at, uh, what was it called? I'll uh, tell you, ours was Rappaport's. That was the hot rod What shop. was it called? Western Automotive? Oh, Western Auto. Oh, yeah. 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 That's... They were a chain store, too. Uh, yeah. Locally owned. Yeah. I had a, in fact, I had a buddy that his father was a district manager, and he worked at the local Western Auto, and so I bought them from him. Literally. 
Uh, we won't go into that story, but uh, uh, yeah, Western Auto. Yeah. Oh, I got it. That my my '54 Chevy. I, uh, you know, they didn't have the best looking gear shift knob, so I I liked, and I bought it at Western Auto. I like the big ball knob, so right. I I broke off the plastic thing, put the ball on the on the gear shift, and uh, loved it. That big, it was a big solid yeah, ball in the second gear and the knob was so heavy that it fell out i started no not not initially <laughs> but all of a sudden you know about a month and a half two months later all of a sudden you're right it just <laughs> so i take it i i take it to elmer Hass, who was our family mechanic and yeah. i said you know what's happening and and he, and he he explained it to me that yeah. the ball's too heavy yeah. and um, so i had to go from the big ball a solid ball to uh, i put a piston on it (laughs) do you remember though it could get a piston looking uh, so i put a piston on it i must say did you have a necker knob on the steering wheel no no i didn't have one but and i and i and the one thing that i know you had that i never had and i was never jealous of you having it either but you had the fuzzy mirror kit and the dice hanging down from your rearview mirror. I, I thought that was really pretty cheesy. I never had any. I didn't like that stuff you at all. Didn't. Oh, man. And the mud flaps with, with, with the little red reflectors on them. The white mud sure, flaps. Sure. Oh, those were beautiful. You yeah. got the, it came as a kit. Yeah. It was a beautification <laughs> kit. And it wasn't from J.C. Whitney. It was from Warshawski. Which was the cheap J.C. I, I don't know them, the Warshawski. I never. Well, that's the same company. They didn't make it out to Lubbock. Well, it, if you were in the Midwest, you went in one door in Chicago, <laughs> and it was Warshawski, and you went in the other door, it was J.C. Whitney. Yeah, I don't even, I, I know the name J.C. Whitney, but we didn't have We're going to have to take another break, folks. It's that time. We're going to be back right after this. The Business Builders Seminar Series presents cutting-edge business services and products in an academic setting to top executives and business owners. Business Builders features a pool of best practice solution providers to educate, enlighten, and implement solutions. The seminars create more effective and efficient management skills while vastly improving business profitability and success. Business Builders has grown from the initial seminar of about 50 guests to an ongoing program attracting over 100 top executives for each topic. For more information, visit businessbuildersteam.org. Did you miss a show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Yeah. <laughs> We're back with uh, memories. <laughs> memories yeah. the way we were. Um, anyhow, so now we've talked about dog dish hubcaps. 
I was talking about custom bodybuilders a while back and the body companies like Willoughby and Holbrook and Locke and I can't think, Fleetwood and, and all that. I forgot Bowman and Schwartz. Schwartz? Yeah, Bowman and Schwartz was a spinoff when the Walter Murphy Company in Pasadena went into receivership. And those two gentlemen had worked for Walter Murphy. And one of them, and I, the story is in the new February issue of Hemming's Classic Car, but it talks about their background, and one of them had worked at uh, Rolls-Royce in Springfield, Massachusetts. And they were old-world craftsmen that came over here and literally evolved into some of the greatest bodybuilders, but you never heard of them because they were working for people like Walter Murphy and uh, the Rolls factory in Springfield, Massachusetts. And the neat thing is they did a lot of what we would call customization today, of redoing other bodies. But then as they got older and retired, one of them went to work for Bill Hera repairing bodies for his classic car and antique car collection. And that's an art that's coming back again. And remember we talk about Faye Butler and he teaches that kind of thing. And then we've got these youngsters, Ohio Tech and and, uh, Penn State and the Restoration School in McPherson, Kansas. And it's nice to see that craftsmanship made available to people. And, you know, they all talk about everybody being out of work. And I get back on my soapbox. There's no welders. There's no plumbers. There's no electricians anymore. And also there technicians at car dealerships. I, I know a whole lot of car dealers. And their biggest problem is that. And that's where a school like UTI comes in or some of these tech schools you know, throughout the country. Yeah, and as long as... Um and I hope they keep the the, the rates up, and, and it'll be a drawing card, you know, for mm-hmm. people to do it. You know, the, the kicker is 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 it really any any uh, wonder why it's hard when because it, one, it's not exactly the cleanest job in the world. Yeah, it's not bad, but it, I mean, doing body work or whatever. Yeah. And and then the other thing is that word, work. Yeah. And people, you know, you don't you don't see kids out mowing grass. You don't see kids. They're all playing their thumb games and all that stuff. And, well, that's because uh, mommy and daddy have a lawn service. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, can you imagine somebody using one of those real mowers now where you had to push, push. the thing? We, I got one. <laughs> hey, do you? My, my son, it's not mine, it's my son's, but I, it's at the uh, house. And um, a real mower, uh, a, a real type. Yeah, R-E-E-L, yeah. a real. Uh, I had I had one with the gas with a Briggs & Stratton on it. Yeah. I was growing, that's what I used to cut yard. Yeah, well, mine didn't have a Briggs and Stratton on and, it. Uh, we My, had two of them. We had an electric, and we also had the one with the, yeah. with the no, Briggs well, and Stratton. No, we had a gym power. Gym power. Well, I, I mean, I, had, I know what the real, I had. And you had to oil it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And people wouldn't know. What an oil can is today. You know, they, <laughs> it's, it's, but it's, you know, that's but it's it, a shame it, but, because people, you have to work. 
Yeah. Well, it, it's like we were talking, I think, a week or two ago. You go up in North Dakota and South Dakota, and I'll grant them the weather's terrible, but as a welder, you can make 100 to 200 grand a year. I may be headed up there. I'm thinking about it. I got my little, I got my Miller welder that I've had that was my dad's actually uh, at his, at his uh, lumberyard. That's probably a MIG, isn't it? Uh, it's just a regular old arc welder. Yeah. Arc. Yeah. Okay. The MIG's a wire one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no. My, this is Here's an old rod. arc. Holy smoke. <laughs> yeah. I bet you can still get rods for them. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I, uh. there was a time when I was farming that I could do a pretty good bead, you know? And I would always uh, hard tip my uh, plow heads. Yes, yes, you know? and then file them down a little bit yeah. to sharpen them. Yeah, sweeten. You ever use sweeten? <laughs> you ever use a gas wrench? I'm sorry. A gas wrench. A gas wrench. Yeah, that's a torch. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we settling? call them. A, oh, yeah, yeah, we we got, call them a gas wrench. <laughs> I, I've still got my uh, settling set. Yeah, if you, I don't have tanks, but I have my if you can Yeah, if my, you couldn't get the nut off, go get the gas wrench. <laughs> yeah, I, I I didn't. You know, I, I mean, I could. I had a cutting head on it, but I had I had the other head. I just didn't like yeah. changing them very often. But uh, I didn't use it for that very often. Yeah. I, I I can't say that I never did. But uh, I don't know. I never. There, there used to be a fabulous product, and now it's probably not even PC to say it, but it was called Knocker Loose, and uh, it, it was a spray-on, thousand times better than WD-40. We use liquid and, wrench. Yeah, I, I've used that. But yeah. This was this was called Knocker Off. And, huh. uh, never saw that. And uh, it was a spray can. And, yeah. Uh, uh, my local farm supply place is where I got. I'd buy it by the, the uh, gallons almost. I can, uh, I can still smell liquid wrench. Yeah. Oh yeah. That, uh, it just had a smell to it that was yeah. unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of, you know, there was a, a lady on Facebook this morning, showed an old duplicating machine mm-hmm. that, that we had when we were, and then, and I wrote back on the thing, she had written something, and I and I said. And you couldn't forget the smells either. Yeah, well, and you got stoned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, know, you, <laughs> you got high. Smell printing it. Yeah. And then when you got the paper out, and it was, and your your purple test was, you know, <laughs> that test had a certain smell. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Had a had a worse smell after the graded, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo. But yeah, anyway. second and third grade, I remember that stuff. But anyway. Going back to cars for a minute, and I, I keep talking about it, getting young people so, involved. You're talking about you're talking about uh, the bodies, body work, and so forth. I'm talking about everything. I'm okay, talking so about where are we with upholstery? Is it? Uh, I would hope that we could get some upholsterers too, and wire harnesses. That's it. wire harnesses. Once you make, I mean, it just takes a plywood board and you yeah. basically lay it out. Red, yellow, green, blue. And yeah, yellow, and yellow. and but the complexity today um, is it, just uh, unbelievable when you look at wire harnesses today with, on the new cars. I mean, seriously. But going back to the old cars, man, they're simple. You know. Cars Speaking from the fifties. You'd open the door, and there was the wire harness. Right, <laughs> right, the- yeah. And today, you've. Um, I just did some work for a manufacturer on four doors, where we had to 
disconnect all the wire harnesses for the doors. And, I mean, even a, a, a door wire harness today is, I'm exaggerating, is probably more complex than a Model A wiring diagram. Probably. Because you've got the remote for the windows, you've got the remote on the driver's door to open the gas flap, and you've got the remote to actuate all the door locks. And you've got the controls on the driver's door for the windows. Someplace you have the alarm system in there. The mirrors, the alarm system, the whole thing. And then to actuate the door locks. So when you get involved in that, the driver's door, I think, has more wiring than a Model A Ford. But then you've got the front passenger door and the two rear doors, and there's also the switch to shut the windows off on the two rear doors. So when you get and that's and, and mo- I, I I can only think of one car that has wind up hand crank windows today, and that's just an absolute basic stripper that goes in a rental fleet on a high mileage car. So I didn't know who makes them. Hyundai, Hyundai Accent had uh, well, it did a couple of years ago when I rented one. Yes, I haven't, I haven't seen one. I know it's amazing. It, yeah, it, it's just it's amazing. And uh, is that because we're lazy? Uh, I, I well, a how lot of fast it, can you roll up that? But, but David, it David, raining? today it's security. Is it? Yeah. It's also security. But don't you too. remember how fast could you roll up your window when it started? Raining? Oh yeah, yeah, and then you realize the top was still down. Yeah. <laughs> Or you reached back and got the side curtains. Or you reached back and you said, boy, I got my window up. I done good. Yeah. And then you look in the back seat and both windows are, are partway down. Or, <laughs> if you had a back seat. Um, so complexity today is, I mean, they're, they're motorized computers. I mean, some of them have 40-some computers in them. You know, I... I was just thinking, Jim, talking about the old wire harnesses and stuff. Yeah. And I, God, boy, this Alzheimer's good because you can go back a ways, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, but you can't remember what can't you remember just drank. <laughs> anyway, um, when I, okay, we had the clip type uh, connectors. Connectors, yeah. Plastic, but you had to have a. Dumawachi on them, whatever the technical term was, to keep them together. Yeah. And you pop that sucker. Today we just have the plastic that joins with the plastic. Basically. Well, but there's a little tab on them now, and, yeah, and it's yeah. not. It's 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 probably more nylon than than plastic. Yeah. But the ours were, and you could always get a crack in one of those plastic ones. Yeah. That would send you in tomorrow trying to figure out what was it looks okay. Yeah. Where's my where's my uh, problem coming from? Yeah. <laughs> but there you went. I mean, even fuse blocks today. It, it's oh, yeah. just oh, it, it's the complexity. But that's what's neat about the old stuff. And I would say that it probably started turning the corner in in about 1968 when we started emission controls, things like that. Power windows became electric. I remember a friend of mine's grandmother had a Cadillac sedan, like a a 51 or 2, and the windows were hydraulic. 
the power windows. Mm-hmm. And man, that was something to fix one of those and bleed it and stuff. But the when it when it all became electronic, and of course Steve is 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 a genius at that, and he he taught basic electronics to a lot of these techs, and did an incredible job of it. And now it's you're tracing wires for about everything, and if something doesn't work, you got to figure out. It's very it, it's not mechanical anymore; it's electrical. You know, that's the big challenges today. When uh, and particularly, I I did this when I had the Healy, but uh, how many cars have you fixed or had to fix? Uh, and like I said, it was primarily the Healy that I had to do this in. Why is my... Oh, there it is. I thought it wouldn't work. Anyway. Uh, what are you having, a bad to, moment? Yeah. I, had, I would have to pull it in at night into the garage, shut off all the lights and stuff, and that's how I'd find where my uh, where my shark was or where something was sparking that should have oh, been yeah. sparking. Yeah. Have well, you ever done that? Yeah, you raise the hood and you watch. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I, then you find, that's how you find the bad spark plug wire. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had a BMW once that drove me crazy in the shop and drove me crazy, and they had a they had these long brown Bakelite or whatever they were connectors to go into the spark plugs on the cylinder head on a 2002 and one of them had a crack, and I couldn't duplicate it. And the guy, poor guy, the poor customer was was very <laughs> upset. We finally found it, but it took a while. And and it's not the simple things that uh, uh, are easy to fix. They're hard to fix when you can't when you can't diagnose them. So. And then, you, then you'd kick yourself for for being stupid and not yeah. just looking at it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. But I can remember the light shows when you'd raise the hood, especially if it was humid out, and then you'd really get the light show under the hood. So um, carburetors—that's another—that's another lost art. There, oh, yeah. I, I knew a guy that was a genius. How about huh? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah, and they, then they went to hydraulic lifters, and now they call them valve lash adjusters. <sighs> anyway, um, you'd have the thin gauge, and you'd mm-hmm. stick it in there and tighten that. The well, you'd have to loosen the nut and turn the screw a little yeah. bit and tighten the nut. Yeah. And then, of course, you're old. And then you had to take the camshafts out of the overhead cam engines to put the little. Uh, Discs in there between the uh, top of the valve and and the uh, valve cap. So, but they're fun, and I'd rather do that today than mess with one of these new cars. The new car, you just hook the scan tool up, and it gives you the diagnostic code, and you go and you replace that component. Yeah. And the engines are so good today that uh, they they. I mean, who throws a rod anymore? Or uh, runs a bearing or anything like that unless the engine's 200,000 miles. It's break time. Oh, we'll my. With more of Jim Weber's memories and what <laughs> after this. Jeez. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, 
get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Memory Car Club show. <laughs> is that what it is? Memory something. Oh, man. Um, speaking of memories and things like that, and, and you're Healy, mm-hmm. I was looking at Healy's the other day, oh, and whoa. Have the prices gone up? Well, and 356 Porsches have just gone through the roof. And a friend of mine's got one of the old speedsters, but it was a race car its whole life. And he's got a couple spare engines and transmissions, and that thing's worth probably 200 grand now. It's just, it's amazing. But why would you put your money in an intangible when you can put your money in a tangible like that and see more appreciation? Well, if I had any money. Yeah, and used Ferraris are the same way. I mean, they 12-cylinder Ferraris have just gone through the roof, 67 and earlier in the race cars. And those cars are so valuable you can afford to restore them because you get into a lot of cars and uh, it costs more to restore it than the value of the car. You know, yeah. And you got it, but you have to have a love for the car. And um, I started to say, if it was, if it was uh, medicinal, yes, then it's worth it. Therapeutic is therapeutic. A, yes, yeah. therapeutic. It, no, it is. It is. I agree with you hundred, a hundred percent there. If uh, you know, if I had the time and the money to, you know, then the the therapy would be damn good. I would take it in a heartbeat. Well, and and the neat thing today, and we touched on it, I think, last week, is the Model A Fords and how how much fun they are to to have and to drive and to restore. And and there's still people around that can help you with it. And there's Model A two Model A restorers clubs, so. That makes a significant difference when you've got a, a, a support network. And uh, also, if you've got some good techs, like I know Steve's got uh, our friend down the street with the transmission shop mm-hmm. that has got some good techs that work for him, Lowell. You know, the, uh, the, you know if, if you get into it, the friendships that you can make while you're doing it, and yeah, and friends over doing it and stuff, and I just, uh, you know, like you said, I, I'm I'm not sure if I drove up in a Model A that uh, I would have a house to drive up to much longer. You know, uh, someone might. <laughs> I might can say, relate to that. You know, you know oh, what yes. you can do with that. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah you can live fit. in it. <laughs> you know, I can't, well, I can't do that. It won't fit. <laughs> but anyway, but. Uh, it, it, it's. Uh, it would be good. It's a great hobby. Yeah, and and much better here. Now, the, the past couple of weeks would have been, but 
but much better here when it gets up in the 50s and 60s as a norm as the 20s and 30s and that cold concrete oh, that you'd lay on. And yeah. Oh. Well, most of the guys, they'll put their stuff away for the winter now. And of course, we're getting older. and Yeah, I, I, I've, I've, I've laid on the cold concrete. And, Haven't we all? In the hangar. And, oh, Lord, that, that brings back fond memories. You know, and I, I cringe at the thought, and I, I must say I didn't do more politics than you like, and I do very of none, no religion on the show, but God has watched over me as a teenager so many times on that Jeeper Creeper, and barely, you know, there were some cars I had on just a regular uh, you, you know, jack, you know? Oh, or, or you, you know, he invented jack stands. Yeah, well, that's, you know. I wouldn't go near a car underneath it without jack stands. Well. Because you and I have probably lived nine lives of that, and it's oh, just, yeah. I don't do that anymore. Um, and good jack stands. At our age, we don't do a lot of things anymore. Uh yeah, I am going to get a little political for a minute because this kid, Austin Dillon, this NASCAR kid, is on the air telling everybody that you don't need these additives and that ethanol is good. And uh, I guess he's never started your weed whacker or, or my neighbor's chainsaw. And uh, I, I don't know who this person is. Uh, oh, he's, I've heard him on the radio now numerous times, and he's announcing how good ethanol is and it Gives you better gas mileage, and it burns cleaner, and it's a good fuel, and we need it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's and not you don't need the additives that uh, eliminate it. Well, he must not have a car that was built before two thousand, or a chainsaw, or a lawnmower, or a weed whacker. Um, somebody's just this kid drank the Kool Aid. Now, he must be a good NASCAR driver because he's got name recognition to go out and record these commercials that are, I think, incorrect. So that's my soapbox for today. Believe me. You know, <clears throat> there, there's, as we've talked on the show, but we 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 talk about it on other shows as well, um, there's just nothing good about ethanol. No, uh, you know people can say whatever they say. I get in a in a rather uh, heated discussion with uh, some other folks from from the farming standpoint, and uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry. They're just uh, GMOs and ethanol and uh, and this this thing with corn. It, it just it ain't right and it ain't good. And there's a lot of proof to that, and I don't have to. Uh, you can Google and find out about it. Yeah. And, and and a guy to come out and say the how good it is, and yeah, yeah, it burns cleaner and better uh, gas mileage. And what was the stuff when you and I were growing up? And it, and I'm thinking it was something like Zip, or there was and there's uh, there was a. There was also a product that looked like honey coming out of the Well, that's SDP. Yeah, yeah. Which is just a viscosity index improver, a VIP. Yeah. Yeah. But we, uh, you know, but it, you know, it's like everything else. I don't put a gun to your head to put stabilizer in or stable in in your gas. If if you're going to store the car, you you should. 
But if you don't want to, screw it. Yeah, but oh, but ethanol based ethanol based fuels they how is it they they spoil for yeah. lack of a better word after about six weeks? Not well, they spoil, but they uh, they degenerate. Yeah, well, they they ruin any of the rubber accelerator pump diaphragms, fuel pump diaphragms on on all the old cars, which is why you have to use one of these additives that Mister Dillon says don't use in his commercials. So, anyway, that's I'm off the soapbox. A um, couple of other things. It's the holidays. It's the holidays. Toys for tots. Things that's like that in the winter. Yeah. Toys for. Uh, yeah, but it, it's, uh, to, I, you know, I, I it's nice. Yes. And uh, I went to a Christmas concert last night. Music was beautiful, and uh, I've gotten in the Christmas spirit. I know I that's into it last night too. Uh, that's scary. So, well, yeah, well, that was that <laughs> bottle of whiskey somebody gave you for Christmas. <laughs> but then again, every night's a yeah. Christmas night for me. Well, I know, I know. <laughs> I, I guess our friend Steve... Isn't going to call us today. He's probably tied up with the with his family business. But anyway, that uh, uh, yeah, a few other things. Don't drink and drive. Holidays. People go to a lot of parties. Have a good time. Get a designated driver. Yeah, that and you know if we talked about this on uh, detailing addictions. Uh, if you're if you're the host of a party. And, you know, every host wants everybody to be happy and, you know. But if somebody says no thank you to a drink, don't ask them again. And don't put yeah. it on them. Yeah. There's a reason. And yeah. uh, it's not that you're being a bad host. Just say, well, can I get you a Coke or, uh, sure. or something else? Yeah. And, uh, and don't push it. As, uh, as we say in our neighborhood, sometimes when we wake up with a hangover, we were overserved. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Democrats thing. Blame it on somebody else. Oh, blaming it on somebody else. We were I, the host the t- was too gracious. The time I came in when we had the Jane Fonda going away party in our neighborhood and we forgot to invite her. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were calling me saying, Are you coming? Are you coming? And it was like nine or eight fifteen and I finally oh. showed up. Yeah. But hey, it, that that's fun. But the Car shows, take your grandchildren, take your children. Uh, It's just... And a camera. And and a a camera. camera. Take a camera. And, of course, today everything's digital, so... Take your telephone. Yeah. By gosh, you know, smartphones, they're replacing cameras practically. Oh, they are. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I use mine frequently for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So... But... And it's it's good. Um, If my son were listening which he's not, and uh, where he is in the Middle East. Yeah. But, uh, folks, i got to tell you, I sent him a, uh, I called it uh, the AFMMCT-2SL, and that stands for Air Force Mini Mobile Christmas Tree with Two Strings of Light. That's <laughs> about 12 inches tall. Really? Yeah. And you do it, what, you airmail it or? Well, I just mail it at priority. Well, yeah. it doesn't matter. You you yeah. get one kind of mail to an APO. Yeah, that's from, right. I forgot. From here that. to yeah. uh, uh, the local APO and yeah. then from there. Yeah, usually it's, it was always San Francisco when I was in. 
Yeah, mine was. Yeah. But uh, this was, this goes actually to New York. Okay. But, uh, APO New York. I, yeah. I sent him, and I told him, I said, I'd email him, I hope you didn't, I hope you haven't bought a, an AFMMCT dash. <laughs> and he emails me, what the hell is that? <laughs> no, I haven't bought one. What the hell is it? Yeah. <laughs> Never told him that. Yeah. Well, God, so. God bless our troops. Uh, and all the way, even the Coast Guard guys on the Detroit River, God bless you. Everyone yeah. and our veterans. And yeah. uh, I tell you, Jim, we're getting very close to uh, calling our veterans back into uh, some type of duty. With that, uh, bless you all. We'll be back. Yeah. I'll be back next Saturday. We're going to put the plug in the jug? It's time to put uh. a plug in the jug. Did you bring the rubber hammer? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the other thing is hopefully our friend Steve will be with us next Saturday. Miracles still happen. We'll be back.